Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and dungeon master and slightly sick, Kenny. I have with me our entire party except for our bard, starting with, but not limited to, our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick Asnalos, the Triton fighter. Our warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro. Our rogue. Hello, this is Elise playing Leonara, the furball rogue. Our fighter, sorry, our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo playing Pahokwe, Yakfolk Barbarian. And our druid. Hi, this is Clay playing Karak, the Arakoa druid. So, as we left last left off, the party was sort of just priming themselves to leave the capital to head towards the city of uh, Vintas. They had just heard that uh, their employer, Chet, was actually going to be going to Melektas, the last village, after this one. So, this should be the last village you guys have to go to. How exciting. So, without a further ado, has everyone made any preparations or made their last-minute purchases? Um, last thing I did was make sure I had lots of rations and stuff. Okay. Alright. Um, uh, could I grab some rations? Yeah. Uh, so I'll go to the store and be like, hey, shopkeep, let's, let's give me some of that ration. He asks you, how many days of trail rations do you need? Um, I'll take about a month's worth. Okay, he bundles a package of 30 days worth of trail rations and sells it to you for a very respectable price. So just whatever the player's handbook says, half of that. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Uh, but other than that, I'm ready to go. All right. So you guys know it's just about a week's travel, uh, maybe five and a half days if you really push it to get to Vintas. And as you leave the capital gates and head on to the main road of uh, the forest, you're stopped by a contingent of about 30, 35 palace troopers that amongst them are holding a large uh, palanquin. One of them walks up to you and bows and addresses himself as Melon Toe. He is the captain of this guard. Who's in the palanquin? Uh, he tells you that one of the four sisters who serves Chet is disguised as Chet inside the palanquin. Since this is the first time in a couple of months that the 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 good lord Chet has left the capital. Just to be safe, we thought it'd be best if we ride with you with a decoy as to reduce the chances of there being someone to accost the good lord. Sounds clever. Do you need any help carrying that thing? It looks heavy. Not at all. It's merely a few hundred pounds. Between the four of or more of these soldiers, it should not be difficult. You may notice that they're not carrying arms, or even their regular armor. Uh, it should be barely noticeable to them. Plus, we will be able to defer any 
roadside needs you all will have. We have at least one cook amongst our numbers and several huntsmen to gather plenty of food for the camp each night. We will probably slow your pace, but we should still make Vintas in a good seven to eight days. I'm only hearing positives. How would it, how long would it take normally if they weren't slowing us down? Well, if you guys went your normal pace, seven days. If you, but as a smaller group, you guys could push your mounts harder and, you know, probably with like a couple days of hard work and a day of exhaustion and rest and a couple more days of work, you could get there in like five and a half. No, not worth it. We'll go. We, we can go with the, the group. Agreed. I'm cool. Well, the guard sort of calls to order. He blows a small pin whistle that dangles around his neck, almost like a medallion and the soldiers form up into order, and there is very evidently a ring of formation available for the party to sort of be the honor guard of the palanquin. I walk as part of this honor guard. Yeah. It sounds fun. I'll join. Alright. So there's about 20 soldiers uh in front of you, about 15 behind you, and then you all surrounding the palanquin that's being hoisted and walked by these um, four soldiers that, as the captain mentioned, are indeed in much lighter armor and kit than the other soldiers. So, without a further ado, you all set off. And your first day of voyage is as peaceful as it's always been, leaving out of the capital. I mean, there are still other patrols that sort of get off the road to give you all the space you require to pass them by, and salutes and friendly smiles all around. Uh, it, these roads have never really been dangerous, as far as you guys have ever known, but especially near the capital, they seem very well patrolled, as one would suspect. But one day down, two days down, three days down, completely peaceful. Just a nice walk through the forest. And does the person, the sister that disguised herself as Chet, does she stay in that disguise the whole time? At all times. There is not a single point in which the person inside the palaquin does not look expressly like Chet. Cool. To the point where, like, unless you've interacted with this Chet specifically, um, if the guard hadn't told you and the guard told you that you were escorting Chet, you probably would believe him. Like, it's not a slipshod disguise at all. In fact, with Karax sort of renowned perception. You have to imagine that this is a magical disguise. This is not good face paint and, you know, shoulder pads. Huh. It's just like the sisters always using magic. So, about the fourth day, it's maybe the middle of the day. Um, you all are maybe an hour out from stopping for lunch. And uh, the entire patrol comes to a stop. This is not abnormal. You guys are stopped a couple of times a day 
you know, to either let a merchant caravan come through or some pilgrims walk by or something. So it's not really like, it's more of like a, uh, again, rather than, all right, shields up, swords ready, let's get ready to fight. But uh, does anyone want to investigate this particular occasion? Yeah. I will investigate. I would like to investigate, too. For a shady tree. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll go with Pahokwe to investigate. (laughs) Okay, so Nakro and Pahokwe sort of move forward. And, uh, that's the word. So you guys make it to the front of the caravan and the captain of the guard is there. Um, and he seems to be discussing with a group of four very exquisitely decorated hermits. Uh, they look different. They're elves. Sure. To, 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 to absolutely be sure they're high elves even, but, they're adorned in, like, clothes that are more wild in nature. Um, hides and um, bark armor and such. And there seems to be kind of a language gap between the guard captain and these elves, who seem to be both speaking elvish, as far as you can tell. Hmm. I put a hand on Necro's shoulder. I wish I could speak Elven right now. Yo, bro, me too. Oh, I speak Elven. Well, did you follow with them? Uh, no. No, probably not. Okay. So, the guard captain sort of recognizes Pahukwi and Necro uh, and bows to you two. And in common, introduces you, or I guess in, in Elven, but you can very clearly tell that he's introducing you two to these other elves. You can hear your names. And uh, one of the elves of the the four, four-man group sort of grins almost like menacingly wide. And uh, one of the others sort of like slaps him on the shoulder. And the the other three sort of bow towards you. And uh, one of them steps forward and almost steps past the guard captain to which this you see the guard captain put his hand on his sidearm but he doesn't draw it you can tell he's tense and the elf sort of bows again much deeper this time almost as if a greeting in its own right and then when he stands up he roars like a yak folk war chief and you can see this visage sort of grow out of him this sort of spectral visage that looks like a yak folk. And it sort of dissipates into faint, uh, sprightly uh, lights that sort of fade out. The kind of light you've seen Vala put up before. Give him a little, like, fist to chest. Uh, salute greeting and uh, say a traditional greeting and uh, that same elf who seems a bit eccentric at this point sort of claps excitedly and steps forward further he's practically right in front of you 
And you can see the, the guard captain shoots you a look, like, say the word, and, you know, it's going to get bad. And he raises his hands up to sort of, like, embrace you. Yeah. Do you, what do you do with that? I, I'll return the embrace. That was a pretty nice display. I don't get to see very many, like, yak folk stuff. Okay. Uh, he hugs you, and you facilitate, and you can hear your ancestors wail with pain. There's something off about this elf. He isn't hurting you, but there's something twisted that scares your spirits. I step back whenever I hear it. Um, I forget. What's the color of your fur? Uh, I'm white. All around? I'm entirely white. Okay. Uh, Necro, you see, and maybe Pahukwi doesn't recognize it yet, but you can see Pahukwi sort of step back from this elf and his, his hand is trembling a little bit. You're not sure that it's fear. Maybe it's just overriding sensations, but you can see that your friend has been taken aback in more than just one way. I'm certainly not going to mimic exactly what you just said right there, Pohokwe. You look scared shit. <laughs> I'm not scared. Just uneasy. I come up and like just put my arm on Pohokwe and give him a little nice little pat, just like, I got you. Um, Should we fight it? Will just... feel better? And with that, the same sort of off-elf looks to Necro, almost as if he has recognized you for the first time, and slams down to a single knee kneel, so he's more your height. Um, and you see him sort of grab his nose and chin and pull them out until they form a beak. And then he clacks them like Kenku can. Holy shit. His eyes turn misty and foggy, and small traces of white smoke start to drip from the outer crevices of his eyes. And then you can see, perched on his shoulder, is the Mother Raven. Mother. Hey, Mom. Um, Pahokwi, you don't see the Mother Raven. Okay. It caws once in a familiar tone to you, and then tries to fly away, but then the elf grabs it and holds it out to you as if to offer you to take a bite of it. I, I, I'm gonna walk up to him and try to try to grab the raven from his he drops it as if to surprise you and tries to hug you as well i'll go for the raven okay you hold the the sort of appearance of the mother raven away from this elf but he hugs you and you can hear your pack being shrill there is something very wrong with this elf. I do not like this elf. 
Uh, I try to, like, squirm away from his hug. You do easily. He doesn't hold you. But, Bokwi, you see Necro and about, like, three dozen of his feathers have turned white. All over him. I, uh, I look at the, uh, elf captain who had, uh, come up to us and was giving us the looks. Mm-hmm. What are they? I'm not sure, Master Pahokwi. These seem to be exiles from one of the druid circles. They're asking for directions out of the forest. And I'm trying to give them directions, but as you can see, I can't quite understand their method of speaking elven. I can point and somewhat direct them, but just as the two of you seem to be put on the back foot by them, they're off. Different. Uh, we, we, we have a... <laughs> maybe, that? uh, maybe some of our other friends could probably come and help us. Perhaps. I will hold the line and continue to try and talk with them. Send your friends forward. Okay, how far are the rest of the guys? Probably 150 or so feet behind you. Crack came to, like, spy on them. Did... Are you <laughs> in a, a uh, tree? I looked for a tree to sit under. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my magic mind-talking crystal to my talk man. to Karak, uh, if you wouldn't mind coming over here and having a chat with these druids, there's something off. Ask, ask them to bring snack. <laughs> Don't hug them. <laughs> this is a no-hug situation, Karak. Uh, it's a weird thing to say, but okay. Just trust me. <laughs> I'll be right over. I'm gonna like poke uh, Necro on the shoulder and point out his white feathers. As you sort of, you know, push your arm to do that, you notice that there's a bald patch on your forearm. Mm. <laughs> Was that a grumble? <laughs> So does he actually tell me my what my feathers are weighing? Yeah, I imagine so. I, I'll like look around at my feathers, like all shocked and like scared and just terrified, just like yeah, yeah uh, my feathers. What happened yeah. to my feathers? You got a little salt in your pepper. Yep. Little S and P, baby. Back at camp, if I if I see correct leave, I'm gonna tag along with him. All right. Nullis, do you stay? Uh, I'll go a bit closer, but I don't want to go too much farther from the, the palanquin. Okay. So probably like a third of the way there. Mm -hmm. Relax, we can leave Vala behind. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't make me have to deal with that. <laughs> I'm gonna, um... I, I'll, I'll let the people know and the captain that I'll return, but I want to return to the palanquin 
and um, meditate on my ancestors after this. Okay. Little interaction, and I'll return and maybe do some sort of like meditation off on my own to see if I can like contact my ancestors or something. Okay. Uh, so, Karak, you and Leonara arrive to the front where Necro and the elf captain are talking to these four weird elves. Uh, you can see that the captain has become a little flustered. He's not angry, and his hand's not on his weapon, but you can see he's he's really trying to, to converse with these elves and failing. Hmm. But as you approach, Karak, all four of the elves, sort of like body snatcher style, in unison turn to you. I stop. <laughs> uh, what? You guys looking at me? Is there, is there something on my on my beak? They shake their head. One of them in in druidic tells you. Have you heard the whispers? No, I haven't heard whispers. I've been in town. The the foreign one is coming. The foreign one. I'm not familiar with who that is. Can you elaborate? Ah, uh, dreams is all we've seen. But us four, we have seen it. The foreign one is coming. Not here, a different land, far away. But a foreign one is coming to Yalzar. Okay. Uh, you were trying to leave the forest? Yes, this is not the right place. The circle we called home called us mad. They had not heard the same whispers. They had not had the same dreams. But you know dreams are strong. All of us do. It, it calls to us, but it is not in this wood... Where are you trying to go? We do not know. We will wander, and hopefully the dreams will continue and strengthen when we get closer. Well, uh, what what can I do for you? We do not know. the. This wood has become clouded and weird to us. It doesn't seem normal. We cannot find the paths that we once knew. Which way is closest to out? Well, if you travel north through the forest, that will lead out. We are on the northern side, then? I believe so. Then north it is. We will travel north. Uh, The one you've been directly talking to sort of steps forward and, like... Holds his hands out to shake yours and thanks. Well, Hoke, we just said no hugging, so I'll shake his hand. Um, I wouldn't touch him, Brad. <laughs> his hands clasps yours, and he shakes it very, very violently, but in thanks. And you can feel a pierce as one of his fingernails digs into your palm? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, make a constitution saving throw. Oh. <laughs> okay. Eleven. You are poisoned. 
and unconscious. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, the four druids say in Elven very loud and very simply to be understood. He has told us where to go. Thank you very much. And they run away north. I'm yelling Elven. <laughs> wait, wait, come back. We don't understand. Can I, can I shoot a, a Eldritch Blast at him? Yes, you may. But at like the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or or because they, I don't want to fuck with them because they took the color out of my. F- <clears throat> but you Did also we see don't. Correct, like fall down unconscious. I imagine everyone, but yeah, probably everyone did except for um, Bahogui. Maybe yeah, because I'm back at uh, the palanquin, probably meditating. Uh, Thirteen. All right, you very uh, appropriately blast the ground near their feet as they scurry away into the woods. Almost immediately, they are invisible amongst the foliage. Um, Damn it. So one of the soldiers right, so is already boys. holding Karak's head up, and it's called for a cleric. Wonderful. Meanwhile, Karak, you're having a doozy of a acid trip right now. <laughs> Glorious! Oh, good. You open your eyes, and you're on the same path, except none of your allies are amongst you exactly the same the trees are the exact same except it's evening late evening and you can see the stars above you and then a star is becoming brighter and brighter and brighter it's falling and it falls like a hot meteorite right on the road near you maybe 30 feet away Uh, I, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna look at it. Okay. From where I am, I'm gonna look at it real hard. Make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. You do not go mad. Yay. You peer upon what you suspect is a meteorite of some sort. Strong metal from the sky. Not unheard of. Until you realize it's pulsating. This isn't a rock. This is a living thing. Mm. And this orb-like mass stands up on tendrils for legs. And a single peering eye splits and then splits and then splits until it's about 32 eyes that all look at you. And then you wake up as Cure Poison is cast on you by one of the soldiers. Did they teleport me? Sons of bitches. Never want to go back to that place. Go back to what place? Oh, the place with the thing with the mouth. But this time, this time was eyes. But you didn't go anywhere. You've just been here. Mm. How long was he out? Seconds. Okay. 
Like maybe 10 seconds. Let's yeah. say half a minute to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Ah, fucking druids. Aren't aren't you a druid? <laughs> Man. I I was by myself. These druid circle druids are crazy. <laughs> More like druid circle jerks, am I right? I thought it was funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm not there, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> Laughs okay. and meditation. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, I guess I saw a vision of something falling from the sky, and it had Lots of eyes. It's weird. Can I look at the sky and see if anything's falling? Nope. Well, you can, and there is nothing falling. <laughs> like, Alright. <laughs> Shit. Down. Huh. Have you ever seen this kind of being before? Certainly not in nature. Uh, is this is this the kind of thing I can roll for, like a history or something? Sure. Well, I'll try that. Come on, high roll! I got zero in history. <laughs> uh, sixteen. Oh. A plus for consistency. Yeah. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, all those rules are wildly different. Right. Right. But yeah. Uh, so, with a sixteen in in history, you have never heard of. I mean, everything that's ever been recorded or known of that's fallen out of the sky into the world has been metal or metallic or or stone. And generally very highly valued, but nothing alive. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe somebody knows something, but I sure don't. Never, never heard of anything alive falling from the sky in such a way. Well, maybe we can find someone who who may know a little bit more about what the fuck that was. Yeah. I mean, we could just ask Chet in Palanquin. That's not actually Chet, Nullis. We just have but, I mean, you bring up poison correct and, like, run away. That's Chet in the Palanquin. Sure, I don't know what else to do. Why not go ask our our dear friend who is lying down in the Pelican? I'm just so proud of Nalos right now. Right? Being so down on the ruse. <laughs> so rare. So, yep. your meditation, so everyone else sort of comes back towards the Pelican, but 
during that time, all you've been able to parse from your ancestors is there's something wrong with there's something that those elves have seen that is wrong. It's not of Yal, and that's scary. Okay. Well, it's something. And I'll, I respectfully thank my ancestors for responding. I guess when I hear everybody return, I'll get up. Yep. The captain is with them. He asks if you all want to rest for the rest of the day, or shall we move on? Like, what time is it? Midday. Uh, I can ride. I'd, I'd rather move on. Correct, just slam back a brewski. I'm gonna take uh, part of my, like, weathered outfit that I had gotten a long, long time ago in uh, from Chet and tear a piece off and wrap it around my arm where the bald spot. Okay. Uh, can I'm going to walk up to Pahokwe and give him, like, a little fist bump because we went through some shit. Right. Boys got to stick together. I, re- I return said fist bump heartily. All right. So you guys travel on. Mm-hmm. Alright. The rest of the day is completely mundane. And the fifth day is, and the sixth day is. What? Correct. Is my math right? Have we had our right. special things for 20 days? Yep. Yep. So Neat. Yep, those things just finished. I actually don't remember what happens to Chesapeake after God Dilbert. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like your her strength and her constitution go up and okay. so does her natural AC. Okay. Um I hope you wrote it down somewhere. I believe so. I want to say it was a plus 2 to strength and con. Yeah. And like a plus 1 to AC. That sounds right. And Karak your book increases your wisdom by 2. Yep. Man, that's so exciting. Yeah. I only have one more kill left on my Glaive of Bane. Mm-hmm. My spell save DC goes up. I get to have one more spell ready every day. Good shit. Wow. Last. Um, so, you guys are less than a day away from uh, Vintas. And the party comes to a stop once again early in the day's march. And um, you can hear the pin whistle call from the front. I'm going to go to the front and see what it's all about. Okay. There is a collection of six thralls. Uh, Slave-like people, um, a human, a couple of elves, uh, I guess mainly humans and elves, 
and they approach you tattered in rags. Um, one of them seems mostly caked in, uh, caked in blood, um, and has nowhere to stow the short sword they hold, but they are all still chained at the legs. Huh. Are you all right? What's happened to you? We've just become free. Free? Free from where? Where you all seem to go. The, the port? The bar? <laughs> God damn it. Vintas. Vintas. What's that? Slaves at Vintas? We were to be sold there. The captain of the guard, Melon Toe, sort of steps forward and looks them over and says, So, you killed your slave driver? To which the thralls nod. Very good. You'll be taken into the capital's overflowing generosity. I will have these chains broken immediately. Sit down. We will get water and food for you. Several soldiers break rank to do so. What a good bunch of guys. Do you all have questions for these slaves? Former slaves? I I was more concerned with whether or not uh, Felon Capital supported slavery. Right. Yeah, I was very concerned <laughs> for a second. I thought he was going to say they're overflowing slave stocks. <laughs> right. The fucking just captain is like, well... And then I was going to look to people and be like, are we the baddies? <laughs> I mean, that's not out of the question still, but... Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask, um, do, do you guys mind if I help clean you up a bit? Like, you're... You're going to draw a lot of bad attention being such a mess. Uh, not, not at all, sir. Uh, so I'll start using prestidigitation to just kind of clean them up as best I can. You're just so excited to use the spell. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one of the... one of the ones that Roderick the Pitless was really certain that people should know. <laughs> it's a really good spell. Uh, one of the slaves, um, former slaves, looks at uh, Nalos and says, Are you the risen and riding tide? Yeah. I've heard of you. I didn't think people outside of Lake Felmoss would know me by that, but... Okay. You must be the champions of the capital, then. All of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's us. Yep, that's us. I don't flex this time, but I right. do kind of like. But I'll flex. I flex like my pack. Always does. <laughs> I give him a slap on the back. At a boy. Fucking mimicry the body language. Just yes. has muscles that are nowhere. Knows how to mimic eighteen strength. <laughs> I have dreamed of this moment. <laughs> Just little bird muscles. Working right, so- out. So uh, this, the slave 
that you've been talking with sort of tells you to steal yourself because Vindhas is under the rule of a man who only believes in a person's metal when it comes to their right or rights. Whatever it is that you go to do there, be prepared to fight for the privilege to do it. We're always prepared to fight. I go for a scrap. Thank you for the warning. Uh, I, I think we'll be okay, but I'm I'm glad that you guys got out of there. Uh, are are there more people being kept as slaves? Like, is this... Are, are there a lot of people being oppressed there? We don't know. We were being delivered there, but we definitely aren't the first people to be brought there. Hmm. Where... Where were you guys before then? Like, who who was bringing you? Uh, I I was a fisherman from the lake, from us. Uh, this guy was from Maru's bed, and those two elves were neighbors from one of the bars along the road. We all have similar stories. Met a friendly passerby and had a drink got a blackjack to the back of the head and woke up in chains Mm. but the bastard sent his friend ahead and well he points to the one person that still that was holding the sword and is bloodied well two armed trained killers versus the six of us is well a fool's errand but versus one and with the right amount of desperation and bravery well only the seventh of us had fallen before we could kill him but one life for six when all seven of us were certainly doomed we buried him proper I'm glad that you six are okay. I'm sorry that you lost your friend. Hardly knew him, sir, but... Well, when you're in chains with someone for a few days, much less a week, you become quick friends, I suppose. But we're fine now. I mean, I can feel my ankle again. Um, can I, can I turn to the, I guess, the captain that's been walking with us? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you able to spare any people to, to take them back to the capital? He's furious, by the way. Okay. Um, he says, oh, sir, mind not. We will set up a bastion here. You will head further to Ventas yourself. Do the task you've been set to. We will set up a checkpoint at this intersection ahead. And should we find more of these slave drivers heading to Ventas anytime soon, we will quickly put them to sword and save as many as we can. And after a week or so of this, we will head back to the capital with everyone we've saved. Rest not. We will do right. That's good to hear. 
fucking slavers. He sort of um, pulls his coif up, and you can see that he has um, collar marks, scars from a long time ago around his neck. Would I have any similar marks around my... Um, that depends on the nature of your standing. I mean, how old are you? Uh, I think I'm like real. Real old or real young? Uh, 20. Yeah. So, bear in mind, the Kinku have not actually been enslaved by the Drow for a while. Um, so the odds of you actually having, like, those sorts of markings is pretty low unless you were in a really bad part of town. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave that up to you, but it would be unlikely. That's what I'm thinking. But I'll give him the, him a nod of respect. Yeah. I mean like, you know, the savagery of that. So with that, um, you know, the, the free people are cleaned up and catered to and they march back the other way until they get you all get to that three-way intersection that points south towards Vintas and with that the palaquin is broken down the sister disappears into the forest and all of the guards sort of make uh, ambush camps along the road and Melon Toe sort of tells you all, you know, to be safe. And should you need us, fall back to this intersection and we will help you. We will be here for at least a week. Sounds good, Chief. All right. You guys are less than a day travel to Ventas. You imagine if you hustled, you could get there before nightfall. All right, guys, let's be careful about who we drink with. No drinks from strangers. Or hugs from elves, apparently. Let's just stick to our own kind tonight, then. I'm going to crack my knuckles. Anticipation of somebody who's deserving of my fists. Do we want to try and get there by nightfall? Or do we want to stop and get there first thing in the morning? Will we, will we be tired if we get there by night? No. You'll just have to, like, eat dinner on horseback and stuff. Well, that's what rations are for. Yep. I'm cool getting there yeah. at night. We might find some interesting creatures of the I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. I'm fine with that as well. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> That's what I was appreciate about this. Is that what you appreciate about me? Oh, hello, ground. <laughs> all right. So you all in the distance as sort of evening falls, can see down the road ahead of you a great wooden log portocollis um a pair of tall humanoids like seven and a half feet eight foot tall humanoids um 
uh, amongst the... Hold on. What are the average heights of these motherfuckers? Whatever. I'm sticking with what I said. You approach the sort of log portocollis and, and uh, battlement. On top, you can see a emerald-scaled drake. A wingless dragon. Sort of puff huge gouts of black smoke from its nostrils. And these two humanoids come into their features as you all get closer. They're hobgoblins, and both of which are armed with large great swords. And uh, as you all sort of begin to come into the light that the brazers offer, you hear them bellow in sort of a rough common. Halt! Who is that there in the dark that would come to Ventas at this time of night? We are champions of the capital. What's your we're business? To, we're here to speak with whoever is in charge. Um, the Drake sort of shoots a little line of acid onto the ground that sort of smolders and bubbles the dirt. The other hobgoblin sort of steps forward and draws his great sword and rests it on his shoulder and goes, Fine then, step forward. Let us see you proper. I'll hop down off of Chesapeake and step into the, I guess, torchlight that they have. I mean, it's pretty, pretty bright brazers. It's like 60 feet of light from the door. Okay. You'll, you don't have to get that close to be seen. Yeah. I get close enough to be seen. I'm sure yeah, that you can see a big white yak man in the dark. Right. And a little white bird. <laughs> hey, salt and pepper. Baby. So. Wiper with two other credits. Right. So you all come from the capital, is it? Huh. Gok Tuma will love to meet you. So. Cool. Do you bring goods? Patronage? Offerings? Tithes? Do we have anything? I don't know. We bring greetings from the leader of Felwyn Forest, and perhaps his good tidings, should you see fit to accept them. Hmm. One of the hobgoblins spits a huge loogie on the ground. Well then, if you bring nothing of actual value, then you have must pay the other price. One of the hobgoblins, the two hobgoblins look at one another and sort of like, do like rock, paper, scissors. And then the one that wins sort of gets all like smiles and happy. And the drake jumps down. And the drake and the hobgoblin that wins step forward. The other one sort of groans and sheathes his greatsword and rests up against the gate. The hobgoblin that steps forward says, You must fight me to enter Ventas. Well, suit yourself. Go ahead, Pokwee. <laughs> <laughs> <Get him. laughs> 
Yes! I, uh, I ready my, uh, glaive. Uh, a little one kill left. Is this going to be till one of us can no longer fight or to the death? Well, I'll put it this way. I'll give up if I think you've earned entry. And if I kill you, well, then you're dead. Is Pilokwe hugging him to death? Good to know. But just to be certain, if you die, do we still get to enter? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I won't. Okay. We'll see about that, bud. Do you want to bring a friend? I've brought one. Yeah. You know what? Stand back, guys. I got this. Karak. Just the one I wanted. <laughs> you messed up now. Gruesome too, son. Yep. Flame blade! Right. Alright. Roll for initiative. Seventeen. Gross. Seven. Oh. What was that, Pokey? Seventeen. Okay. So, the hobgoblin surges forward with a quickness and unleashes a pair of blows upon uh, Karak. Mm -hmm. Oh, starting off strong. That's a crit. Oh. <laughs> and the other one is a 18. Does that hit? No. So, with the one that hit you, he is going to attempt to knock you prone with it, make a strength saving throw. Okay. Seventeen. Okay, you don't get knocked down, but you do take eighteen damage from the blow. That hurts a lot. Bahukwe, you're up. I rage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now I have a new ability with that. Right. Having being leveled up. Um, I'm raging and another creature I can see within 20, 30 feet of me takes damage. I can use my reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. Right. So. That's out there. So that's... Um, sorry, I missed one part of that. Reaction, you can reduce damage to you or to an ally? Uh, to an ally. Okay. Alright. Um, it can, as long as it's a creature, I can see within 30 feet of me when they take damage. <laughs> right. Alright. Um, and I'm going to charge the, uh, the goblin. The hobgoblin. Okay, I mean, he's pretty much right next to you, yeah. Oh. Well, then I'm gonna give him a big ol' swing! Alright, lay into him. 
Uh, does an eighteen hit? It does not. You you he, you feel it hit, hit that strong plate mail that he wears, but it clings off. Okay. Well, and he's going to take this. a reaction. Oh yeah. Since you missed a melee attack against him, he is going to um, deal one. Uh, sorry, he's going to deal two damage to you as he throws metallic dust in your face. And then he's going to try and elbow and disarm you. Make a uh, athletics check. 25 with a natural 20. Okay. You feel the blow hit the back of your hands, but you're able to keep your weapon firm in your hands. Okay. Um, can I make my extra? Yes. Yes. Twenty-one. That'll hit. Okay. Um, this is going to be my uh, glaive. It's the first strike, so it's going to be my bane. Right. Where the fuck are you, D10? Playing around, getting ready to not roll very high because that's what d10s do okay um so the first strike does max damage an additional d10 is necrotic damage and i take half of that right so the extra d10 um 12 total for the max. Um, so 20. Okay. Is that it for you? Yep. All right. The guard drake is going to thrust and, and run forward and use its breath weapon on you, Pahokwi. Make a deck save. Okay. Fifteen. Okay, let me check and see if that makes it. Because I picked, I picked the monster before I checked its uh, stat spread. So I'm sure you guys got this. <laughs> oh, uh, was that that first uh, crit on me broke my concentration on flame blade? Oh, bummer. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's a bonus action ability anyway. But... Still, it sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I just okay. got like a sudden message. Um, how much did, did I get? Uh, you. Do you take half or do you have evasion? I don't think I have evasion yet. Okay, so then yeah, you're just going to take half of this. Uh, you take eight acid damage. Okay. 
And then this thing is gonna bite you. A 23. Yeah, that hits. Okay. That's... Seven damage. Seven piercing damage. And then it's gonna attempt to grapple and bring you to the ground. So, make opposed grapples. Okay. Alright, what you got? Uh, that would be a strength, right? Yeah. Uh, 19. Okay, yeah. You beat it, so. He tries to take you down, you don't go. <laughs> That's perfectly. Right? I don't go! You didn't win by a lot, but you won. <laughs> Alright, Karak, you're up. Yeah. Alright. Let's, uh... Use a spell I've never used before. Mirror image. Okay. Creates three illusionary duplicates of yourself appearing in your space until the spell ends, which is in one minute. The duplicates move with me and mimic my actions, shifting positions, so it's possible to track which one is real. Uh, Whenever I'm attacked, I roll d20 to determine whether the attack hits me or a duplicate. And there's a bunch of rules about it how I need to roll. Right. And if it doesn't hit you and hits a duplicate, it immediately dies. Yeah, it poofs. Just shadow clone. Yep. Alright. So you cast mirror image. What else? Uh, well, that's an action. Uh, and I am going... See, I can't move to see a get hit again <clears throat> I don't think there's any bonus actions that benefit me right now so I think that's it okay alright this hobgoblin is gonna make just a full attack at Pohukwi oh he's attacking recklessly so any attacks made against him will be done with advantage until his next turn. So that's a 24. Yeah, that hits. And another... Jesus, this guy's on fire. That's a critical... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you get when you roll advantage, I guess, but still, yeah. shit. Alright, and this is... Uh... So that's um, 10 damage from the first hit. And then just 15 from the second one. That's a Fuck. Boke, we are up. You got this, boys. Wow. Gruesome twosome. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I guess my first attack, I'm just going to go for a big downward swing with my glove. Alright. Uh, 20. That'll hit. Okay. 
Uh, eight damage. Okay. And uh, after the downward swing, I'm going to bring it up in like a um, upward slashing motion. Sure. Uh, 19. That'll also hit. Oh, thanks, D10. You're awesome. Uh, that's going to be 12 total. 12. I got, uh, it's 12 damage slashing. Between the two hits? Uh, between the two hits? Um. No, so, sorry. The the second one was 12 damage total. Yeah. Okay, and the first hit was 8 damage total. Yes. So 20 damage in total. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So with the second blow, the hobgoblin reels back and, and, uh, takes a knee and raises his hand and yields. <laughs> Do you spare him? Um. Mm. I'm going to walk up to him real intimidatingly. You want can I roll an intimidation to just like make him a little Sure. Uh, that's a 19 plus 4 so 23 okay he's not outwardly shaken maybe because he's not you know completely healthy but you know you guys go off of initiative the drake sort of pounces back up top of the, the gate and seemingly goes back to its perch of being a snooty little prince. And uh, the hobgoblin in the back steps forward and claps, and he goes, good, 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 good fight. Strong battle. And you see him hold a holy symbol and places his hand on the other hobgoblin, who immediately closes almost all of his wounds. And he stands back up, and he extends a nice, hearty hand out to you. I'll shake it, but I'm wary because I hurt a slave. Right. He shakes your hand, gives you a good shake, and goes, You have earned your friend's ability to enter and leave Vintas at any time. Good fight. Good. With that, he sort of coughs a little bit of blood into his hand and goes back to his post. I'm gonna quash a healing potion. <laughs> Good job, guys. Well done. Thanks, let's get a drink. (laughs) And first round's on me, but hopefully. Alright, so you guys walk into Vintas, and it looks like a carnival, almost. Just fire breathers, and I mean... It almost looks like Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, just an absolute citywide party of sin. Hmm. So, are we joining in on the sin, guys, or are we keeping it good? I get a little ratty. I just want a drink. Well, there's tapped kegs everywhere. 
I get one. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a beer too. Okay. A whole keg. <laughs> so you guys approach one of the tap kegs, and sort of a waifish, thin woman um, approaches you and says, "Do you have the coin for your beers?" Yes, I do, and I give her money. She sort of rolls her eyes and goes, not the real coin, you fool, the blood money. And she sort of puts her hands up. I mimic her gesture. She punches you in the face. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Take two points of damage. Do I see this? <laughs> yeah. I punch her in the face. Okay. Roll the Roll damage. Just D4. I'm looking for it. I cleaned my desk this week and it was a mistake. <laughs> uh, it's just D4. Any strength. extra? D4 strength. strength. Oh, okay. So eight. All right. Yeah. You you knocked this woman out cold. You're able to get your drinks now. I'm not going to say that I like this town, guys, but I don't dislike it. <laughs> this is um, a very you place, Bahogri. What what kind of people can we see around? All kinds. Okay. The punchable kind, I mean, apparently. like, lizard folk. Um, there's a yak folk that you see walking around. Um, there's all manner of people here. Uh, is there anyone giving us, like, the stink eye? No, everyone's too busy partying. Do you all wander deeper into town? Yeah. Do do I see... Man, what a time to be unperceptive. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of looking around for more people who might be, like, chained up or... Um, you, see if, you see definitely there's a dichotomy here. There's three <clears throat> kinds of people. There's the people who obviously live here that are reveling the loudest and the hardest. There's mm-hmm. guests who are here to party with those with those first people. And then there's the scrawny, underfed looking people who are definitely the servants of this area. Like the person that Poke we just knocked out. Feels good, man. <laughs> Pogwe, I think that might have been one of the people we want get out of here talk shit well, get hit <laughs> well uh stuff her in the papoose we're kidnapping her well she shouldn't have punched my friend <laughs> true yeah yeah okay <laughs> do any of you guys remember what the name of that person they said would want to see us once we got in here? Started with a G. I forgot over all the bleeding. I get another drink. So you guys catch that there's a huge bonfire in the middle of town that they're starting to light for the night. Cool. I like big fires. I'm going to go check it out. 
You notice as you get deeper into town, there's there's walking chains amongst the the, the streets. So there's performers walking above you all on these chains. Some of them are like fire twirlers. Some of them are doing other things. And then you notice that some of them are like bloodletting. And there's like blood raining down every now and then. Very That's weird. super gross. Then you realize they're letting like pigs and shit. They're not like letting themselves. Still gross. This is not a very safe place. You can hear there's a, a huge roar of cheers towards the center of town. And you can see, even though you're kind of far away, this huge, like, 20-foot bonfire. Mm. That looks interesting. Yeah. I guess we should head that way. <laughs> Yeah, let's get a little close and see what the party is all about. Alright. You all can see that there are like probably about three trees worth of wood in this fire. And it's roaring. I mean, there's like 30 feet of distance between the fire and the closest people because of the heat. And there's dancers that are even closer. And you can see you can see that dancing amongst the chains near the fire, there's a rabble rouser who's like cheering people on and getting them, you know, in, into the moment. And then he points down at someone and commands them. And that person runs forward and throws themselves into the fire. <laughs> and then you all realize there's about a dozen bodies in this fire. Hmm. This ain't no bonfire, boys. Is, is, is it time to just just uh, rain brimstone and fire down on a city? Who? Hold on. Um, what, what does the person we saw point look like? It's kind of like a pot-bellied executioner gear-type-wearing person. Um... How far is he? Maybe 30 feet off the ground. I'm going to jump off of Chesapeake with my trident and run up to that person. Like, up underneath him? Uh, Are you going to, like... I guess up to him? He's like, 30 he, feet off, off the ground. Platform. Oh, okay, he's off the ground. Yeah, he's walking one of these chains. That's too high. I can't get up there. <laughs> Crack. Bring him down. I want to talk to him. You got a boss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would like to uh, fly up to, to him, mm -hmm. like up to next one of the chains. Yeah, he uh, removes his mask and his mangled face <clears throat> partly from disfigurement perhaps maybe from play he goes welcome feathered guest well, uh, thanks uh, uh, 
Why are people throwing themselves into a fire? There's a great feast. We have hundreds of people here. Do you think we have the hunt to do that? No. Foolish, simple people will gladly throw themselves away to feast many. I'm going to assume that at some point I found a drumstick that I'm just, like, nomming on. I'm going to look up an absolute horror. It's like, I'm eating a person? You don't know that for a fact, but there's a probably pretty good chance that you are. Uh, my friends all the characters there? I could play <laughs> I pick one that would totally hate all of this <laughs> I think we would all hate all of them yeah. you, you know what sir uh, my, my friends down there they I think they'd like to have a word with you uh, and I'm just going to cast Thunder Wave so I can knock him down okay yeah you, you throw him off uh, and he falls he sort of extends his arms out wide as he falls back <coughs> onto the crowd that sort of like crowd serve him towards your party and dazed and slightly concussed he sort of gloats happily to the party now that is how you get a man's attention what is it that I can do for you find delectables Oh, apparently uh, Boots tripped a breaker on accident, and that's why Cody... <laughs> yep, is... that's fine. Uh, I want to speak to whoever's in charge here. Ah, tonight there is no man in charge, but you will be looking for the big man. Uh, he could see you tomorrow, for sure. No. We'll see him now. <laughs> okay. Well, then, you and your friend should follow me and prepare yourselves. This will not be easy on anyone's eyes, noses, or tongue. Um, in, in my headspace to Karak, I'm going to ask for a heal. <laughs> I'm really low. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> it's free real estate. You're you're missing like a bunch of hit points, aren't you? I'm missing a lot. Okay. <laughs> I have seventy one hit points total. I'm at twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. And your scale of like one to ten is really weird. Uh, Hobgob gave you a thrashing. Yeah. He rolled real good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And so did that dragon. The drake? I don't know. So the drake. I could have rolled a lot better on that drake, I feel. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's not have a what if. <laughs> not for that. Right. One shot session yeah, next time. What drake if I got killed like... by it? Right. I should have checked to see if that drake looked like it was being oppressed or anything. <laughs> or if it was just a pet. I mean, he seemed pretty content. Uh, Cure Wounds at 3rd level gives you 18 hit points. Uh, yeah. Be fine. Just use Second Wind. Nope, you're not fighting. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna slip uh, a potion of heroism in, into Tsupoku's hand. Say, so, uh, this, this is for later. Okay. 
All right. So it's, it's, not it's for heroes. <laughs> During <laughs> just, hero time. Just, just <laughs> says in the bottle, for heroes only. <laughs> Man, this is really weird loot. <laughs> also back. Welcome back. All right, the only thing you missed is uh, they got the attention of the sort of uh, crowd caller and brought him to the party. So he sort of dances around away from the party, beckoning you all to follow. Mm-hmm. You all notice as you leave the bonfire area, anyone that looks back, there the dancers you thought were just like dancing uh, around the fire. But upon second viewing, they're sort of dancing around with big metal tongs and rakes. Not tongs. Um, pitchforks and rakes. And they're using those devices to pull out cooked corpses. I'm going to puke. Okay. Don't care on who. Just, it's coming up. Yep. Cannibalism is gonna, gross. I'm going to wrinkle my snout at it. Yep. So, you all leave the city square and are going deeper into the town. Mm-hmm. And you can see in the distance, there seems to be a pseudo-palace, almost a temple. And uh, there in the back of it, you can already see a opulently engorged giant. Huh. Is that him? The person you're following nods and says of course it is his greatness has seen all hmm okay uh is he the same size or less big than the uh the storm giants we saw way way back he's smaller than them he's like okay. 15 18 feet tall they were like 20, 25 feet tall. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I've seen bigger people. Oh, this is doable. (laughs) This is whatever. He's less big than a whale. I mean, yeah, but not by a lot. He's like as big as a baby whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a baby fucking whale, Jay. (laughs) Alright, so you all approach the temple and the the party is quite away from you. The 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 heat from the bonfire has faded. Uh, there's a couple of people like doing nefarious acts of sin in the shadows that you all can see as you walk past. But like, you know, it's not like a fucking crazy town out here. It's just like grody and ghetto. But amongst the well-lit temple, you can get a better look at this incredibly, you know, uh, pot-bellied hill giant. And uh, he's laying on his side and, like, slathering a gross lard or oil on his on his skin as he watches you all approach. And he looks to the man who brought you and says... Why have you brought me guests on my night of rest? 
Tis a night of party for smaller people and a night for me to relax. The man sort of pipes up. Well, good lord, Guktuma, the peoples here said they had to see you tonight, that I could not wait till tomorrow as I offered to them to do so. They come from the capital, I believe. With that, the giant sort of, like, stops picking his nose with his pinky and goes, Huh! The capital. And he, like, sits up. And you can see the robe is not quite covering him. In fact, you know, you can think some of the gods that his gut is covering his crotch. Mm. Uh, and he goes, sort of sits cross like it now. And he rubs his belly. And he goes, So what does the capital want from me? Well, normally the capital would want you to swear fealty. Hmm. Well, if I didn't want a massive army attacking my town within a week, I'd kill every one of you for disturbing my night's rest. And I still may. Hmm. But, uh, for disturbing my rest, we will talk, but there will be a price. And for which he reaches forward and grabs the man that brought you to him. And he puts both hands on the man and cracks him open. In half. Mm -hmm. I puke again. And he sort of just, like, tips, like, a shot glass towards you all and drinks the entirety of one of the halves of this person. And he goes, very well. A price has been paid. I'm satiated. How would I swear fealty to the capital? Well, as I was saying, normally we come as messengers to have the leader of the towns swear fealty. Well, whoever runs this town wins the fights, and I win the fights. So, and he sort of cheers the second half of the man and drinks him and then throws the legs and arms and shoulders away. So I win the fights. I lead the town. You want to lead the town? You can win the fights. The fights can happen tomorrow. Okay. And we'll win the fights. <laughs> but you won't sign this contract. Why? Can I keep throwing my parties? No. Well, then you must win the fights. Yep. And we will. Get your rest. You'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> we should return to the captain, everyone. Report the news. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So with that, he waves you away and, like, spits a huge bloody glob on the ground nearby and just rolls back over onto his side and continues to be a disgusting mess. Well, holy shit, boy. 
let's get out of the town before we discuss anything else. Alright. Sounds good to me. So, a half hour later, you're back on the road out of town. Do you guys still have that bell? Uh, someone does. Yeah. We should we should ring that. It's going to take us a little while to get back to them. And if one of the sisters can meet us even halfway, I think that they should know what's going on as soon as possible. I think we should request an army to purge this entire city. And join in. We, we are an army. Yeah, but it'll take too long for an army to get here. Tomorrow's the soonest we can do anything, and it'll be the soonest we'll do it. We can wait till they all pass out, go in, like, Black Ops style. No. We can poison their alcohol. No. We need to set an example. Mm. I agree. We strike him down in front of everybody to see. That establishes by their rules that we're in charge, and then we put an end to all of that. So... I think Vala might have the... Yeah, I think she has the bell. Alright, so you ask Vala to ring the bell, and she does. Mm-hmm. We'll, I guess, keep making our way back towards where... Uh... Oh, within a minute, you hear a... off the side of the road. I guess head in the direction of the... You see her teal eyes before you see the rest of her out of the shadows. She steps out with a half smile and says, You rang? What do you all need? Tomorrow we're going to take over this town. Oh. Impressive. I know that's that's not how our job is supposed to work. Oh, no, no. The big man himself said, you do what you need to do to get that contract signed. Yeah. Um. You should probably let them know this town's not going to be a lot of good. Oh, well, we can work on that. Okay. So we take it the rumors are true? I don't know what those rumors are, but... She sort of lists her... She holds up a fist and she just, like, flicks finger after finger out. Uh, Slavery, cannibalism, uh, gross parties, ran by a hill giant. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Don't forget to add slathers himself in disgusting butter the whole time. (laughs) I shudder. She, like, holds back the need to vomit, almost jokingly, but almost very real. Uh, nope, that sets me off. She goes, I'll tell the big man. Okay. Do you have any advice for killing a hill giant? Oh, yeah. Plenty of advice to kill a hill giant. But do you all need backup? Yes, please. I mimic her and say we are an arm. (laughs) She nods. I know you have that detachment. We know you have the detachment up at the crossroads. 
but I'll have a, a small legion of a hundred soldiers be sent this way to help pacify the village after you claim what's due. There'll be a couple of days, but once you do whatever you need to do and get the town under your heel, backup's on the way. Good. Thank you. Sounds like a plan. That's what we're here for. Oh, right. Hill Giants. Well, as you probably put together, if you met one, they're big, they're stupid, and they're slow. But they're very strong. So make sure you fight smart and don't fight stupid. They'll beat you with their experience. Got it. Unless he's wearing huge, amazingly huge armor, he's going to be really easy to hit. But it's going to take a lot of hitting to put him down. And, well, I mean, they're over 15 feet tall most of the time, so just because they're big and slow doesn't mean they can't cover a lot of ground. So don't think that you can outrun them unless you're using something like a mount. Okay. But other than that, no no, no special technique. They're not vulnerable to anything that I know of. Well, of course, if you have spells that beguile or play off the mind, well, they're particularly, you know, thin in their armor there. Hmm. Plenty of those. Well, that would be my suggestion. Their reflexes are slow, too. But again, you don't want to get caught by one of their club or whatever weapon they're using attacks. It'll probably put even your biggest boy here down. Right. Sounds like a plan. I think that's all we need. Anybody else have anything? Nope. I just need to know how to kill it. Mm-hmm. Real good. Well, that's my advice. Anyway. I'm going to go go ahead and pass those words along. You guys are pretty safe around here, so if you wanted to spare your foot traffic all the way to the garrison you've set up, you could probably camp around here and be all right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I got to go take care of those messages for you. Maybe two or three days before that hundred soldiers arrive. I think we'll be able to hold out that long. Oh, I'm sure of it. Have fun, and don't get killed. But that she sort of disappears back into the shadows. Well. Shall we make camp? Let's do it. Alright. So, you guys um, make... So, go ahead. Okay. I, guess, I was just going to say, like, once we make camp, um, I'm going to take my book and walk around the perimeter and cast Alarm. Okay. So if anything comes too close, we'll know. So, she did say that they are susceptible to mind magic. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. But I could get something that big to look into my vein. It's true. <clears throat> I can't tell him to harm himself, but... And distract him enough to harm him a lot. 
with those dashing good looks. That's the sword I, jar, really. Yeah. I give my uh, soul jar a little pat on my back. All right. So you guys have a night in and heal up and replenish your spell slots and all that. And uh, I know it's a little early to call it for the night, but spoilers, you guys are going to walk into a fight, and I don't really want to start that up. Um, <laughs> one, without not everyone here, and two, with uh, with only 15 minutes left before we normally would stop. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go and end it there for tonight. I hope you guys don't mind. I've been your host and Dungeon Master and Slightly Sick Kenny. We had our um, Warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro. See you next time. Our Druid. Hey, this is Clay's uh, Karak. See you next time. Our Barbarian. Hey guys, it's Pahokwe. See you next week. Our Rogue. Hi guys, this is Elise. See you next time. And our fighter. Hey everyone, this has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. Bye everybody. Good night.